What's up, water hockey fans? Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. To claim that free shot, all you gotta do is use code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Every dunk, steal, assist, and rebound means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. And don't think we forgot about y'all baseball fans. You may have missed out on season-long fantasy now that the season's underway, so what better way to get out on all baseball fantasy action than with DraftKings Daily lineups? With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. That's code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and like I said, free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, only with DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, enjoy the show. Right. Welcome back to a very special edition of Wada Hockey. Um, as always, you've got myself, Sir Finkelton, Finkeltonies here with Patrick and Jason. And we are jumping right into it because this is a really cool special uh, episode that we've got set up for you guys. Uh, we have actually got Jordy from the Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave. And just a really quick background on the Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave. Um, it, it's like it says on their website, ultimatehockeyfancave.com, world's best hockey fan cave. It's got an awesome episode on amazing interiors. You can find it. It's episode four on Netflix. Uh, they've got this amazing product called Blade Shades. It's literally sunglasses that look like hockey sticks. You love it. You need it. Uh, and really, we're just pumped to have him on. So everyone, welcome, Jordy. Jordy, welcome to uh, Wada Hockey. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And that was a fire intro, by the way. You got my head bobbing. So uh, that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, thank you. We're pumped. Uh, that is one of our buddies. Uh, his name, he goes by Shag. We don't use his real name. His his persona is Shag. You can find him on Spotify and, and SoundCloud. Really cool dude. One of my best friends. I actually met him through work. He's an awesome coworker. But glad you like it. Um, yeah, you can check it out on Spotify. But uh, we're super pumped to have you. I mean, Real quick, let's let's find out about Jordy. How did you get involved with the Hockey Fan Cave? And, and I, like Ken was really the mastermind behind it, right? Well, I'm not going to say that on the record because he'll hold okay. that over. Okay, off the record. Yeah, record. listening. Yeah, this isn't being recorded, so just... <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so uh, it all started like Ken is the mastermind behind it. And, you know, I think in around 2010, 2011, Ken started... You know, he got free tickets to go to a Blackhawks game in Vancouver, and we're in Victoria, BC. So for us to go to a Vancouver game, you've got to take the ferry, and it's about 100, 150 bucks, let's say, uh, all in to drive over uh, each way. So you start adding up all the costs, and the ferries don't run after 9 o'clock. So the game was a Saturday night game at 7.30, so you would have to get a hotel. Essentially, for us to get off and on the island, you're automatically looking at 300 bucks plus you have to stay overnight. So long story long, these free tickets to Chicago got Ken uh, cost Ken about a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars to go and take his kids and you know Ooh. drinks and all that stuff. So 
he said there's got to be a better way for us to do it and you know his his background in construction and everything so he started him and his father-in-law started building uh from the ground up a backyard building uh to house their hockey passion so they could as he says bring the game to us instead of paying so much money to go and, and see it and that uh took about two to three years uh picking and picking away at it and you know doing it on the weekends and getting you know people donating stuff and everything and um you know it's definitely a labor of love and uh they finished probably around you know when i came up around 2014 2015 um they're about 90 done and and i walked in and said you know as a neighbor I said, like, you've got to, this is amazing. you got to put this online. Mm-hmm. And Ken, Ken's like, we always make the joke. He didn't actually say this, but we make the joke. Ken's like, oh, what's the internet? You know, that's not his <laughs> realm. What, what, do you, what do you mean by online, my friend? Exactly. You know, does anybody know how to put videos on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's check yourself out on the Google, um, you know. Well, but, it's a uh, shed. It doesn't have a face. How can we put it on Facebook if it doesn't have a face? <laughs> yeah. But uh, to Ken's expertise, you know, he, he builds the stuff. He's a creative genius, and then he executes on it. And, you know, the original question, how I got started is, is I'm just a neighbor. And uh, through a friend, uh, they were playing road hockey. I got invited up to go and play and played a couple times. And then he's like, let me show you something pretty crazy. And I'd been told that he had this cool man cave fan cave, but you know, the first thing that came to mind was, you know, a recliner basement suite, big screen TV, you know, kind of the stereotypical right. man, man cave fan cave. And I walk in there and open up the gate in the backyard and there's this building. And I'm like, Holy, <laughs> like, that's the cave. He's like, yeah. And then he tells me that like, they actually built like the structure and I don't know anything construction. Like I can build things digitally and that's where my expertise is. Right. But, building stuff, you know, putting the electrical in and the floor and the framing, all that to me is just so impressive. And so seeing that they did that to house this hockey passion just kind of tells you a little bit about the essence of the place that it is built on a love of hockey. And yeah, so then I came up and we had, you know, one, two, 10 beers. And then we, you know, started talking about, I told them like, there's people like making six figures online that are just like eating food on YouTube or doing stupid stuff. And I'm like, you know, we should showcase this and, you know, we'll see what happens. And it's been a hell of a ride for the past about five years showcasing it. And we've got to do some things that, you know, we never thought would be possible. I never thought we'd be on Netflix or at the all-star game in a private suite with NHLers or, you know, at the Vegas awards and like this amazing suite hanging with NHL all-stars and just, and, and that's like the, the high level stuff. But the biggest thing is we've met so many amazing, like regular hockey fans who just love the game just as much of us and built some amazing connections that have led us to Boston for charity hockey charity foundation. And, uh, and it's really been one of those things that we started off on a handshake and some beers and, you know, we, we said, we'll continue to do this as long as we're having fun. Cause essentially us drinking beers in the cave and watching hockey, we would be doing anyways to this day. Uh, <laughs> just, we just recorded and shared it to the world and brought people along for the journey of, you know, the digital growth, the accounts and, you know, what we're doing as lo- as well as like the physical aspect of Ken's crazy, amazing creation. So, you know, we, we kind of work really well together with him doing a lot of the physical stuff and then me and the digital side. It's almost like you guys are a bit of a uh, <laughs> Marty McFly uh, back to the future combo and, and, and Ken is Doc and <laughs> he's just got the wild hair and you're like, all right, well, we've got to make it. We've got to make it digital. We've got to make it work with this day and age. So it's almost like you guys have almost like a back to future type relationship because I've seen him do, do a couple of uh, 
do a couple of his builds, whether it be the, you know, the awesome uh, goalie swing set you guys have or, or one of the giant hockey sticks or whatever it may be made out of repurposed hockey sticks. Um, one thing that a lot of people that are listening would, would be really kind of pumped about, that shed has, what is it, over f- like it's like fifteen to seventeen hundred sticks, right? That's basically peppered throughout the floor and ceiling. Yeah, the whole the whole floor is, you know, <laughs> funny story because like we we decided to do a contest with Howie's hockey tape, and so we uh, to do it to you know I'm like okay, well I'm like Ken, how many sticks are in the floor? Let's make people guess, and the closest two will win a Howie's hockey tape prize pack. Ken's like I don't know, but I'm like well you better get down there and count. <laughs> Start counting. <laughs> So, you guys so have an got, intern yeah yeah <laughs> and we uh so ken actually got down there and you know we got to uh, got to just over 1700 and there's a few spots where we kind of had to estimate because it's it's glued down underneath like a coach's corner or certain creations so 1733 is what we say is in in the floor it's it's approximately that but that's kind of the number we we, we stick to so yeah 1700 hockey sticks that are all broken, all recycled. You know, the amount of comments people were like, oh man, this guy must have so much money. And it's like, no, we didn't spend $250 a stick, cut no. them, chuck, it, chuck out three quarters of the stick to put it in the floor. That's, you're looking at like, I don't know, $250,000 plus, maybe wow. a million floor if you're doing that. Um, it's all recycled, all saved from the landfill. And it, it's, it's really cool. And so we just try to encourage people like save your stick or save your kids broken hockey sticks and, make something really cool out of them because um yeah they don't decompose and um they're, they're actually very well, well i mean they're built to make take abuse on ice and right. weather you know the, they're great for outdoor creations and you know just if you have real wood keep them inside wild uh wild uh guess here like just or question what do you think the average flex is of the sticks that you got i think i think that the 85 is a standard i think we get a lot of beer leaguers so i think like uh you know beer league sticks being dropped off but you know it's actually a surprising amount of like the junior like junior a junior b sticks that you know get broken or they get a slight crack but i would say they would probably sit around like a you know a 77 to an 85 flex for sure we get a lot of goalie sticks too I was going to say, when you made that comment about we're not going to go out and buy a $250 hockey stick and break it just for a floor, I heard about 500,000 beer leaguers just cringe at the exact same time going, oh, that sounds so, so bad. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. how, like how many, uh, you know, CCMs is there? You know, how many, uh, how many yeah. superjects are in there? Yeah. I mean, and it, it's funny because you could kind of do like yeah, a sample of like the highest quality versus the highest quantity. It's hard because we get a lot of Bauer and a lot of CCM, but they're also some of the most popular, most sold. So, you know, it's it, at times we try to assess on like, oh, we think, you know, oh, the new hyperlighter, you know, the new tax is breaking a lot. It must not be a quality stick. But then you realize that, you know, they're contracted with junior teams or, you know, the local team in Victoria. So they get a discount or something. So, you know, we can't make too many assumptions on it, but it's really interesting to, to see. Uh, you can kind of really get a history of the hockey stick from the floor because Ken's been collecting for so long of you can see how like flashy they've gone from like, you know, the old, you know, silver East and Gretzky being like the flashiest back in the day to now like the hyper lights and the CCM stuff there's, and then you have like kind of just the standard Easton S19 and all those things in there that, you know, all resemble with kind of us beer leaguers. It's just, we just need sticks to use. We don't need the $400 hyper lights. Yeah. I would, cr- I, Oh, that would pain me. 
even even if I had that, even if I had the money to spend on a four hundred dollar hyperlight, I wouldn't even want to play with it because I know I'd be the asshole that would just like snap it in like the second game or like even not even a game, just in a drop in, just to have you know, just to have stick some and fun. Fuck. Yeah, stick just and a fuck. stick and fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, okay, so you've been around with the Fan Cave for a couple years now. Uh, obviously, you guys have got to do a ton of work. Uh, it kind of was leading into my next question. Uh, aside from the fact of you guys have been able to meet a ton of amazing people, interact with a, a ton of amazing fans, what, what else has the Cave done for you and Ken as far as your lifestyle changes? Are you guys still working nine to five jobs and, and this is still like a passion project or has, has this kind of opened up the opportunity for you guys to really be able to focus on this full time and take this into a place where it's like more of a career uh, than, than just a passion? Uh, a little bit of both. So we are still like having our full time jobs on the side, but then, you know, our whole goal since we kind of started this was to make hockey our life. We couldn't think of anything better than wake up in the morning and hockey being the focus of it, whether it's, you know, hockey content or like our YouTube show called the snapshot. That's just Ken and I, you know, having fun talking hockey about blue collar hockey stories on YouTube that, you know, if that ever got picked up, you know, like those are the type of dreams for Ken and I that, you know, get up in the morning and, and talk and think hockey and, and be around, you know, the, the thing that we love the most. And, you know, Ken, Ken is still, still working, but we have, you know, the blade shades are going in the right direction and, you know, we're in still that kind of like startup kind of put everything back in. But my, my, I've been able to kind of really take a change for my personal career. So when I started with the cave, I was working for the government of, of British Columbia as like, a policy analyst uh, and legislation analyst helping get uh, legislation through for natural gas pipelines and all that. And it's, uh, it's as exciting as it sounds. Um, but it, uh, you know, it's, I was able to, through all the skills I had to learn through the cave, the digital side, like Ken's not going to build a website. Ken's not going to, you know, start the social accounts, create the contents, the photos, the videos, you know, how do you, how do you optimize for search engines? you know, all that type of stuff. I had to like teach myself and learn. And, you know, people started to see the success that the cave was having on that digital front and, you know, getting noticed by the likes of the NHL network and Hockey Night Canada and uh, Netflix. And so I actually started to have local companies reach out about me working with them, uh, uh, kind of on the side of helping them do what I do for the cave, but for them. And, so I started to realize, wow, this is, you know, I really like this stuff. And so I made a huge career change and started my own media business. So oh, wow. I, yeah. So now I do what I do for the cave, but for other people and have really narrowed my niche into now video work, especially in the hockey world. And that's what has led us to like the NHL awards where I've got to shoot red, uh, NHL awards. Like a pro I got to do shoot all the NHL all-stars uh, for the fourth period uh, coming up and getting to like escort Elias Patterson around and Joe Thornton and getting to meet them in this private suite as they came in to take a look at all these like corporate uh, products. Um, so get to do the video and photo for that. And then I got to go to the all-star game and, and do shoot the red carpet for a Canadian clothing brand called RW and co, which is pretty popular up here. So got to shoot red carpet and get to do the NHL awards, um, fourth period, uh, sweet again so it's the same you know just for me as a hockey fan i'm like i can't believe i'm in here and i'm videotaping these guys getting their suits done and getting their hair cut and taking photos and it, you know it, it's one of those pinch me moments when 
take it back to Ken and I just drinking beer, talking hockey about like, hey, let's put this online and see where it goes. So for me and Ken, it's taken us to places we never really imagined. We thought maybe the max we'd get is like maybe some free stuff. Right. But to, to see an actual career change that has now, you know, as a creative person, I've really found that spirit of creation and video production and photography. And, you know, now I'm doing that for, you know, pretty big brands, but then also doing it with like, the higher level um, NHL type quality people as well as local companies. So it's, it's allowed me some really crazy opportunities that, you know, if I hadn't done this with the cave, I would have never learned the tech would never learn video production would never have taught myself all these skills that has allowed me now to run, you know, I think going into year three of my media business. So um, yeah, that's probably the most unexpected uh, kind of turnaround. And it's given me the flexibility now with like two young kids at home, I can work when I need and when I'm not. And, that's the, the biggest benefit right now is that flexibility and time and the stage of life that I'm in. I think that's amazing. I, I honestly, I didn't know about the media part of it. Cause I've been, like I said, I've been following you guys for, for quite a while now. It's kind of hard if you're, if you're a hockey fan and you know, to, to not hear about the ultimate hockey fan cave. Cause like you said, it, you hear a lot of people talk about, yeah, I got this badass man cave. You should come check it out. And you walk in and it's literally just like a really ratty couch that they probably found on the side of the road with a decent TV. And they're like, but I've got led lights behind the TV that light up any color I want. And you're like, all right, cool. But this is like the ultimate hockey fan cave. You guys nailed the the name because there I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see anything like it. That being said, you you did mention the snapshot. What's uh out of uh out of nowhere? Just pulling this out of the hat. What would you say is probably your your most memorable story that you guys have told? What is what's been the most memorable moment on the snapshot for you guys? Uh, we have this one segment that we call raise the cup segment. So we have like 14 two foot tall Stanley cups in the cave. And we wanted to, we wanted to tell hockey stories like the NHL will tell you, you know, how Sidney Crosby's third bowel movement of the day was. And they give you that high level, you know, (laughs) detail about NHLers, but no, nobody's sharing like, you know, the middle and down, they're always sharing like the middle and up to the NHL with AHL and stuff. And, you know, I just feel like there's a huge gap. You're either at the top or you're, you're not. There's no middle class. And so in that kind of content world. So we just wanted to tell really cool stories and uh, of people who are doing great work out there, whether it's small content creators, whether it's it's hockey companies like the Blade Shades the equivalent that are just trying to make it in the hockey world so that they can do hockey every day, just like Ken and I. So, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that we told these really cool stories. So we have this Raise a Cup segment where, we focus on a hockey charity uh, and we tell their stories and then share it to our audience. Cause Ken and I are at the point where we can just donate, you know, hopefully one day donate thousands of dollars to a hockey charity that's doing good things. But what we can do is, you know, give some video production return, share it with our audience, give some, you know, awareness to what they're doing. And that's where our value is. So we were, it was really cool. We got to tell a story about dogs, hockey nation. Um, and they're, they're out of Colorado and they, they, they're building, they're, doing so many amazing things i think they've raised over like three million dollars for like hockey families and tragedies and all this stuff but the the one that we shared on there was um there was this flight nurse who had who had crashed and burned like 98 percent of his body and so and he was he was a beer league hockey player and all this stuff and so they raised like two hundred fifty thousand dollars to help with the medical bills and they also then did to help cover like living for like his wife and family. So his wife got to just focus on being with him to help him 
recover, not have to be at work and then go to the hospital and not be there. So right. um, that was that was a really cool story. And they're building um, in Colorado. They're they're putting on uh, doing lots of fundraising with some ex NHLers and everything to to a fully inclusive. Um, like a sled hockey rink so like mm-hmm. you know for us able body hockey players we take for granted we just walk straight out to the rink after we get our skates on but people who are in the sled hockey you know they have to put on their gear on the ice because they can't get to you know it's got that weird rubber so they're actually building like ice synthetic ice in the dressing room so they can get dressed in the dressing room and slide out and so it's fully inclusive uh this arena that they're going to be building and and you know we we're huge on the full inclusivity for hockey we you know we we're we're advocates on you know switching it from man cave to fan cave and want to keep it fully inclusive for anybody who wants to play so getting to help share that and bring awareness as little as it probably was. Um, there's just a lot of good going on in the hockey world. And our raise the cup <laughs> segment is one of our, our favorites what for helping lead-in. amazing uh, uh, hockey charities and stuff out there. Get a little bit more awareness through, through, through our platform. That is the snapshot and our social channels. That's insane. I, it's funny. I didn't even think about, I mean, obviously, like you said, being like an able-bodied beer leaguer, just like walking out into the ice and not even thinking about the fact that no, there that, that was, is that was the, uh, the, the rubber uh, mat. I'm gonna I, I had up, no I picked idea. up on something like, you mentioned earlier. That's Jordy. insane. Um, and it's yeah, also that's, that's what did it for me. That's what did it that. for me too. Was They're that thought of like, cool, no, I just put on my goalie gear so and, and walk just out to where get some insight like into how you guys in their video that. and stuff. So when I was researching it and had a call with them, is they they were talking about yeah they've they got to have all their gear kind of out on the ice and to get changed and get get on their sleds and everything. And it, it's not the most conducive thing and, and easy thing. So you know it's just little things that we take for granted like that and you know helping to bring awareness to it is you know mine and Ken's favorite job and you know hopefully hopefully it helps yeah for sure you guys have uh, definitely brought uh, a lot of attention i think to the sport and i think that's really what everyone's just trying to do um but yeah i want to i want to dish it out to uh the homies on the show uh patrick and, and jason i know they've got a couple of questions for you as well uh patrick if you want to uh shoot jordy some questions i know he's got some extra large goalie pads that he can probably save and take those questions in on <laughs> No, I, I'm sorry. I had to. Yeah, what is, such a cheesy, such a cheesy way to take it over like that, knowing that you guys have that video on Instagram with the giant hockey pads. So I, I, I had, I saw, I saw my opportunity for a one timer. I'm using all the hockey terms I possibly can right now, and I took it. That's that's all that that concept is is all Ken uh, from years upon years upon years. Um, you know, it took a while for Ken to kind of divulge some of his ideas to me, but he I think he kind of knew that if you don't share those ideas, you know, it, you, you know, you're not going to get through this life alone and get these things out there. And you know, it's the same thing with me. Is I knew we could only take it so far, and have found some great mentors that helped us get you know th- that idea and concept off the ground. As you know, and and for us, the biggest thing is we wanted to you know, we've all lost, or at least for me, I know I've lost and broken expensive sunglasses that are like, you know, 250 bucks and I'm devastated. And then I never buy them again. So definitely been there before. Yeah. So our, our biggest thing was wanting to bit like infuse hockey passion into a pair of sunglasses with the arms being hockey sticks. But then we also wanted to ensure that, you know, hockey is expensive sport. So the hockey moms, the hockey dads, the beer leaguers, you know, could have a, a pair of really high quality sunglass hockey sunglasses that if you did break them or lose them or some you just wanted another pair 
you could you could financially afford them. So we weren't. That's the biggest thing is it's quality hockey passion, and then at a price point that you know you're not going to be super devastated. You'll be pissed off if you break them, but you know it's it's not going to like crush you in the gut. Like oh god, I can't believe I lost that three hundred dollar pair of sunglasses. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to kind of make it that uh, everybody could you know afford them, like them, and then you know as as goalies. Um, there's not a lot of goalie accessories out there. So Ken's a goalie, I'm a goalie that, you know, we, we wanted to make sure there was the goalie, the goalie sticks, um, you know, we resembled and made sure we captured, give the, some love to the goalies with our, our goalie models. Okay. Full disclosure, full disclosure. I am not a goalie. Um, I'm barely even a skater, but (laughs) I love the goalie stick. Uh, blade shades. I I have a pair of blade shades, like one of the OG ones, the the classic black with the white tape. And I look back, and you guys were talking about like being like, "Damn, I should have got those." I I'm having that moment, and I have it every time I wear the blade shades because I'm like, "Man, am, am I am I a poser if I get the goalie stick hockey blade shades? Like, if am I po- am I gonna have to start playing goalie? No, do you just <laughs> help build the brand? I'm sure. That's true. That's true. The brand of being uh, a wannabe goaltender. I can do that. I can do that. Maybe that's my passion. Maybe this is the the segue that I needed. This is the the hockey gods telling me like, hey, you should probably stop doing the whole trying to play a forward thing. And uh, maybe you should be a goalie, uh, even though they're they the best skaters on the ice. And I am far from that. Yeah, we, we, we don't make people fill out a form for the goalie one saying, you know, their years of goalie experience or the type of pads they use to make yeah. sure that they're goalies. But, um, you know, and, and to your point, the goalie ones um, I found are, are somewhat like they're, we all, they're all anatomically designed to be comfortable. Like they look like sticks, but they're, we design them so that they're comfortable too. Um, but the, the goalie ones, I don't, I don't know. It's just the, the design of it with a longer paddle that, you know, it, they fit really well. So we were, we were really happy because we were kind of concerned, like you adding more around the ear that it might not be comfortable. We knew the player ones were, cause it was, you know, changes to the arm that is already kind of that shape, but yeah, put a little more wood for the paddle or size for the paddle there. You get, you want to make sure that they fit in their comfortable, good quality glasses first, and then their hockey. So I feel like we really achieved that with the, with the goalie ones, especially. Yeah, and I love what you guys are doing with your uh, with your your Instagram profile. As far as you guys have now started doing the custom blade shades for the specific teams, uh, and I see you guys pretty much every night, which we're in a in a beautiful time now. Uh, we are in the midst of 116 days uh, of NHL hockey straight. Uh, you guys are basically putting the the polls of who everyone thinks is going to win with the actual shades of the team. So super, super smart marketing. I just wish that there was some guy that worked at the hockey fan cave uh, that was awesome at digital design and that stuff. It's just crazy, you know? <laughs> well, I, I wish I could take, take take credit for that. We actually have this uh, really cool t- team member named Caitlin that that was kind of her baby. And, uh, you know, it's it's been great because, you know, she's a – Philadelphia fan and I'm a I'm a Pittsburgh fan so obviously I'd vote for all the Pittsburgh to win and for the first little bit there and even you know now to this day I'd vote for Pittsburgh but they're not doing too well so she's like just keep voting for Pittsburgh just keep it going (laughs) Philly's doing great and Pittsburgh isn't and so that's all me but yeah no that's that's all you know it's just we like I said about surrounding yourself with great people and meeting some amazing people in the world that you know want to be a part of this adventure with us and you know giving us support where we can and and Caitlin as uh, part of our team is is one of those people. No, I kind of took one of my questions there. I was going to say, uh, what's your favorite team to watch in the fan cave? 
I'm I'm actually as we talk, I have the Pittsburgh game on. There's seven minutes left in the third against Washington. They're at four three. So Pittsburgh for sure. And uh, Ken is obviously a diehard Hawks fan, and he has a little section we call the Hawks Nest that's designated to the Hawks. But then the the whole guts, the big part of the cave is for anything hockey, any player, any team, any league. We got stuff from Women's League. We got sent jerseys from the UK Elite League. Uh, and you know, it's, it's all about celebrating the sport, celebrating the sport of hockey in its entirety. And other than the hockey hall of fame, I believe we are the only place in the world that does that. I was going to ask us, so I'm a pretty big bobblehead guy myself, uh, you know, here, but you guys, uh, you got any bobbleheads in there? What's your favorite one? Bobbleheads? Yeah. Um, I have, uh, what do I have behind me? I don't, I had a, I got one from. Uh, Manitoba moose someone gave me at, at work and it, uh, when I worked for the government so that that's in one of my boxes here because I just recently moved but it was a uh, a player for that for the bobblehead I don't think we have there's a lot of the McFarland figurines of Blackhawk okay. Bobby oh Hall. yeah those are dangerous that's a slippery slope to get on yeah so we have a, we have a lot of those I'm more the bobble one I got a I got a Ron Burgundy one right beside me and then I've got a I've got a Dwight Dwight shirt one from uh, the office that I uh, actually yes yeah, speak, speak our language office. speak our language in my office yeah. at work I've got one yeah it's 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 you know I was lucky we went to for my honeymoon I went to New York and we went to the NBC place you know store or whatever mm-hmm. and I had I had to get a Dwight Schrute bobblehead from there yeah, and they, you could say you got on the honeymoon too, so it has like a sentimental value uh, as well. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Kind of to, to pull from from Jason's question just now, obviously it's got to be tough to, to look in the Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave and see just all that amazing memorabilia around you. Me personally, I look around that, and my favorite thing that you guys have is the, uh, the hockey table. Uh, it's not bubble hockey technically, right? It's table hockey. Uh, that to me is the coolest thing because you guys have done such an amazing job with it. And I know that you guys are doing tournaments, uh, out from your side of things, your opinion, when you walk in the ultimate hockey fan cave, what do you like and go look at and go, that's, that's my favorite thing in this entire cave. It's really easy to do the tabletop. Um, the, the giant, it's the world's largest tabletop rod hockey game. It's about the size of a small pool table. You can play two versus two. And to your point about them customizing it, we have like raised glass. We have lights on it. We have a, a working gondola. You press the button and the puck drops. And they customized all the players and painted them. Even, to give you an idea, Ken's father-in-law, Hank, who was one of the geniuses that worked with Ken to build this place and kind of does all the engineering for it. He uh, he took a collar from like his T-shirt that goes around, you know, that kind of cotton T-shirt wrap, yeah. and so he he handmade the nets. So the nets, oh the nets are actually, I believe, they're like one of those little tins that holds your pens on your desk. And he so he carved that out, put it down, and then he used the collar from a T-shirt to do the padding along the bottom of the net that you see there. So that's that's to, this is why like we tell everybody, I'm like it's all about the stories and the labor of love for it. And we really, unless we have a little more time like now to tell these stories, we can't really get into it. So we always try to tell people when you come to Victoria, come see the cave, bring some beer, let's hang out. And then you get all the stories and very little is bought. It's all either donated or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Ken found and recycled, or even if he did buy, like he bought the game, but then they, it was all used and broken down. They built it up to what it is now. Um, so if it is, there's always some cave customization that, that goes on. 
But with the, with that being an easy one because it's it's biggest, it's loudest, and it's really fun and entertaining. My favorite is Ken's two foot tall wood Stanley Cup that's signed by 120 NHLers, and Ken and his son Landon met them all. So you wow. got Bobby, you got Bobby Orr, Gordy Howe, John oh Bellavoe. Uh, I think he's got Jock Plon on there, um, Johnny Bauer, um, Bernie Perrant, and 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 he uh, over name another hundred. And you know we took that to those to those gifting suites at the NHL awards and to the all-star game and added more names to it. And they're all just like, Holy crap. Like there's Gretzky and all the, all these amazing players. And um, you know, that, that for me is kind of like the, the, the king, the crown. That's, that's what, that's the dream. When you walk in there, you look at that and you know, that, that shows, you know, that's a wood handmade uh, Hank, Ken's follow made that from wood really and made it. And um, so really having that signed by us. all these guys is, you know, pr- pretty amazing. And once again, it's the fact that I look at it and I'm like, man, think of all the memories that Ken, uh, Ken and his son Landon have from going to these events in Victoria and, you know, trying to get Grant Fear or Luongo when they come. And, you know, those that's the story and the memory. I'm a big story guy. And that's why I probably like the video editing and storytelling. But I like, just look at all this stuff in the cave and everything in there has a story yeah that's that's so cool i feel like it would be such a such a cool time just to go in there just like you said with a couple of beers and just talk hockey and just basically point at something and go more than a couple it's more than a couple yeah maybe a 24 i don't know i don't we don't promote that here um please (laughs) responsibly uh you should should watch the snapshot it starts off with we have to crack a beer i think in every single one so oh man we i think we might have to to steal that but ours is going to be us unwrapping uh i don't know if you've ever been down to the the texas or or even in the just the Dallas area, uh, let alone uh, maybe unwrap a Whataburger, um, and that's that's obviously yeah. where we've pulled our 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 namesake from uh, Whataburger. If you're listening to this, which you obviously are, because we're so huge and all of our listeners love us so much, um, you know we don't we don't want you to sue us. We just want to hang out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I, what's that, Patrick? Listen to. Yeah, seriously. Um, we'll change whatever we need to. Just please don't sue us. Uh, no, that's that's few and far between. We're doing we're doing the Lord's work right now. I, I just think it's amazing what you guys have done, and especially that you guys are giving back. I think that's even more important. But the, just the fact that you guys are are spreading the sport, probably to people that may not have been as passionate about it or may have watched it uh, in passing. Um, we just have a couple more questions just to like really get a feel for Jordy and the ultimate hockey fan cave. Have you been to Texas? I just brought it up. Have you actually been down South at all or in the Southern U S um, Florida? Yeah. When I, uh, I, I played, uh, I went to uh, Fort Lauderdale kind of on the far other side, obviously, or on the East coast. But um, yeah, other than an airport, then no, I, I haven't. There's no time like the present. Obviously, right now, like we talked about uh, before we jumped on to this interview, uh, we're, we're both a, a bit on the snowed-in side right now, which doesn't happen often for either of us. But you know, here we are, both looking out respective windows at a winter wonderland. <laughs> well, I guess that kind of that kind of means that you haven't had Whataburger before. No, I haven't. No. Oh my goodness, we've got to change that big time. If you could say that there is an equivalent up in your in your neck of the woods, because we have a, a big debate down here in the states. Uh, specifically between California and Texas, because I'm sure you've heard of In-N-Out Burger, um, and we've got Whataburger in Texas. Those are like the the two that battle. Is there like a the there like, and the Capulets, if you will? Yeah, this is, it's Capulets a very it's a beautiful love story we have between the two burger places. A very Romeo and Juliet type love. 
Uh, would you say that there's like a, a couple of, of restaurants uh, up in, in Canada or maybe like a Tim, Tim Hortons versus a Starbucks type rivalry that you guys have? I, not to the, the degree it sounds like with In-N-Out and Whataburger, but the for us, I think it's like we just had a, a commercial of Tim Hortons up here about their coffee, about how bad it like they made the commercial, about how bad their dark roast because they, they went, you know, they, they were the king of coffees and they made a dark roast and it was just piss people off that, you know, they were trying to get <laughs> Starbucks dark roast people to come to Tim Hortons. And, you know, I'm a good example of that I like their regular. I like uh, their regular coffee, but my wife likes kind of dark roast, but she wouldn't, you know, get anything there. And then it was just awful. And so there's been this like, I don't know, conspiracy that, you know, between like McDonald's coffee, which really stepped up its game that they, you know, had picked up when picked up Tim Horton's old supplier once they moved to dark roast. So they wanted to have the dark roast and medium roast supplier in the same spot. And McDonald's kind of went and got it and got their old one. And now McDonald's coffee's like, you know, you have a lot of debates up here about like, who's like standard, like $2 coffee is, is better Tim Hortons or McDonald's now, but essentially it sounds like McDonald's is Tim Hortons. I don't know all the facts. I've just, you know, been in talking with people. I'm like, I don't know the McDonald's one's pretty good right now. And then, you know, going back and forth, but I found it pretty funny that Tim Hortons was coming straight out saying, yeah, our 2017 black dark roast was not good. And now they're coming out with a new one and you'll like it. But yeah, I'd say that's probably the closest there from like a big chain and, and then we have like, you know, we Victoria especially is big into like the local burger place. So there's lots of little amazing local burger uh, joints here in uh, in Victoria that kind of battle it out. And, you know, it's always a battle, you know, at home trying to f- think about what do you want, like Pink Bicycle or Bin 4? Like, what do you want? And, you know, it's, it's always it's always a good problem to have that you're choosing between like two or three amazing burger joints in Victoria. I mean, that's a fair debate. I think that's uh, that just shows that there's there's always room for debate, even if it's with two dollar cups of coffee. <laughs> for sure. Well, uh, Jordy, what, first and foremost, thank you so much for for hopping on with us and, and chatting a little bit about the Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave uh, and about Blade Shades. We're just pumped to have you on. We were excited to talk to you and, and really get to kind of know the story behind everything. What can we look forward to from the Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave? Obviously, right now things are a little uh, uh, a little unique i guess is the word for it with everything going on what can we expect from the ultimate hockey fan cave in the in the coming months anything big coming up well we've had you know the first 12 episodes of the snapshot were so you know maybe not on the views but the you know reaction from people being like this is amazing and the the dms and you know working with companies and doing giveaways per episode was has been amazing so we plan to go full throttle with that you know hopefully once a week i'd love to get it two times a week they're just really heavy lifting when it comes to shooting at the cave and then obviously producing it um so that but we have so much fun doing that and uh, it seems like everybody who's watching and even the corporate sponsors and people who are helping out with it are really loving their return so that would plan to come full blown. We just released the, you know, uh, all all the, the teams for the Blade Shades, and you know, we've got a lot coming on on that front. Um, just stay tuned. We we've set some stuff up that you know is going to be really exciting coming forward, and we're just kind of in this new release kind of stage. And then we got the the dream the dream phase that we've talked about since day day one coming up, and uh, so stay tuned to that. And uh, for us, it's just you know try to spread as much hockey passion as we can, and. Uh, and uh, if you guys, you know, we, you talked about a little bit about like kind of expanding the game to an audience. Well, we, I think we've expanded it quite a bit to the DIY audience because with Ken's creations, we have a lot of people reaching out, wanting to either buy, like we've had about 
10 or 15 inquiries about these stools that we posted the other day that he put hockey nets on to buy yes, and people ask about DIY videos. And so I'm forcing Ken once this pandemic's over and we can allow to go back to, into the cave and shoot that. We're going to be doing some DIY videos, help you guys take your sticks, recycle them, save them out of the landfill, make something really cool, whether it's a, <laughs> a gift for Christmas or, you know, just a bedside table or something out of your kid's sticks. Uh, you know, we want to be able to help take some of that expertise and share it with the world. So lots going on. Uh, probably most of it will be sitting on YouTube and then supporting channels like uh, like Instagram and Twitter and all that. So we're on every platform. You can find us just Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave. Sweet. That's actually what I was going to ask is where, where can we find you? Yeah, we've got you uh, at Ultimate Hockey Fan Cave. Um, and then are you guys running a separate account for at Blade Shades as well? Yeah, we have we have that first uh, the social channels. We don't have a, a Blade Shades YouTube just yet, but that might be something down the line. But yeah, if you're looking to get uh, you know a pair of the hockey stick sunglasses, Blade Shades, you can get them at bladeshades.com and Blade Shades on on uh, all the social channels. Awesome. Well, we uh, we all have a unique sign off that we do at the end of uh, any episode. Uh, uh, mine is uh, you know don't forget your Kermit tattoos, Jason. What do we tell the people? Oh, you guys stay moist. Yeah, stay more. <laughs> it makes people uncomfortable, but it's provocative. And uh, Patrick, how can they always stay? Stay sassy, Jordy. What would you uh, What would you like your sign off to be before we we wrap this up? Uh, my sign off for the snapshot is uh, keep thinking outside the crease. Oh, okay. Well, then he makes oh, himself. That's, that's, okay. That's, well, that's really yeah. Good. <laughs> really good. That's very thought provoking, and yeah, that gets the people moving. That does get the people moving. <laughs> well, Jordy, thank you again so much on behalf of myself, Patrick, and Jason. Uh, this is just another awesome episode of Water Hockey, and uh, yeah, stay sassy, stay moist, uh, think outside the crease, um, and don't forget your Kermit tattoos. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, if you guys are listening, subscribe, follow, do all that stuff you guys need to do. These guys do a really good job. These are some of the most thoughtful questions I've gotten about the cave and, and they've done their research. So support these guys doing a good job. 